Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello again. Welcome back to Bretton Cliff's Fleet Circus. My name is Cliff and... I can see you. Who are you? I am Brett. Hello. <laughs> All right. Nice. Are you sure? Yeah. So, um, how are you doing? I'm, I'm fine. Yes, I'm good. I'm really good. How are you? Oh, really good. This is positive. I think we're, it like, is positive. we're starting on a positive note. Sometimes we have, yeah. we've been quite down, haven't we? Uh, through various things. I don't think uh-huh. when we're on the podcast, we're particularly down, but not every no, week. We're certainly try. Not every week. Try not to week, be. Yeah, well, I've been doing me running again, so mm-hmm. I think that's what it is, you know. It's, it's uh, the endorphins. That's exactly what it is, the endorphins. And I played football last night. Yeah, I heard about that. Hit the bar. <laughs> Hit the bar. I don't know. I mean, honestly, um, uh-huh. I don't know what I did. I, I left the floor as I shot. <laughs> I landed <laughs> and I give myself a dead leg. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I, I, I was watching this advert for a uh, burial insurance. Like I say, there's a lot of them on the television at the moment. And there was this woman on, and she was saying, "I loved my partner dearly, we were with each other for forty years, but the hardest thing was paying for his funeral. <laughs> harder than harder than actually died. Yeah. Could, couldn't have loved him that much, could you? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, is it awful? Absolutely terrible." <laughs> yeah. no, you die and I was quite sad but when I saw the bill for yeah, him, that's, that that's what really devastated us <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, a Twitter thing uh, wound us up a little bit this this week as well Okay, I'm getting a little bit wound up by Twitter aren't I? yeah I was going to say something again week. we should I mean I guess we'll bring it on ourselves but what, what's wound you up? Well, it's people do it on Facebook and stuff like that as well. The inconsequential life events that they put on. <laughs> Have you seen that? Someone put on, I passed my driving test nine years ago today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, it, it was a girl. I mean, that, that would have been an achievement if it was where you're living, but not like anywhere else. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Stupid. I mean, what do you, what does she want people to say? Well done or whatever. <laughs> Nine years, not even ten. Nine years. <laughs> <laughs> Nine years ago today, 
When uh-huh. did I pass my? And Andrew, how do you know when you pass? No, I don't want to know when you pass. I don't care. No, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like, obviously, I don't know when I passed it. What, the well, date. nobody does. I would it. know the year probably, but not the date. I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't like rock up at a dinner party or whatever, would you? Oh, it's my anniversary today. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, it's my anniversary. Nine years I've been past these driving tests. <laughs> but like, how would Fuck you remember? Off. From year to year, how do you remember? She must get like a diary every Christmas. For all the like, mom's birthday, dad's birthday. <laughs> First driving two. Test. You would have to really? keep putting it through, wouldn't you? Man. I've got, it's stupid. Absolutely yeah. dumb. So that I one do have like... a, it did. I do have a question for you, Cliff. Okay. Because um, I haven't asked you a question in a while. Have you me? haven't, have you? Uh, Cliff, do you have a favourite haircut? That's favourite haircut? Yeah. Um, <laughs> of of my own? Something beeped in my ear there. What's, what's beeping? I don't know. I don't know what's beeping. Something's beeped in my ear. I don't know what I it is. I can't beeping. It, yes, of your own. In my ears. Um, well, I wouldn't know how I would how I would reference all the haircuts I've ever had. <laughs> Well, I would disagree with that completely. And the reason that I would disagree with that completely, Cliff, is when we're about 15 or 16, you drew me a picture of all the haircuts that you had ever had in your life and the different styles. (laughs) And I I still have it to this day. I I think you give us it back at one point. No, no, I didn't. I know. I remember I give you it back. For when you got married, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> you give us it as a, as a keepsake. Uh-huh. So um, you must have a favourite haircut because you've, you've listed them all. Can you remember Yeah, I know, but you've like? got the fucking list, haven't you? I think right. there was one where I can't remember the... I remember the worst one that would be on there because it was one where I tried to give myself a haircut when I was about 13. That didn't go very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I had to get that uh, sorted out again. I think right. um, there was one probably around the age of 15 where, uh-huh. you know, I used to be obsessed with Jamie Redknapp, but more for <laughs> his hair than anything else. It was the closest I I've ever... I didn't know that. I didn't <laughs> know that. No? No. I used to, no? I took, I used to, I took a poster of him into the, into the hairdressers once. <laughs> I, I did that like with Gascoigne after the 1990 World Cup. I, I took a picture of Gaza. What was Gaza's hair like in that? It was like it was like sh- it was shaved and, and it was all it was all back. I think you've got to train your hair to, to go like that. Actually, well, I don't think your hair was like your hair was like Ryan Giggs when I first met you. Anyway, ah, well, that, that's that's what I was going to say actually because uh, that that that's definitely my favourite haircut because uh, when I was 12, my mum permed me hair, so. <laughs> Brian Giggs was big, big at the time and stuff like that. And she permed me hair and sort of shaved it at the sides and stuff. And I was 12, still sort of playing championship manager and stuff like that in the house. And uh, it was the first female attention that I had ever had in my life, right? And I was I was devastated by it. I, I didn't want any female attention whatsoever. <laughs> so when I went to school the next day, I was like, be followed around and stuff like that. And it was... Lasses knocking on my house and stuff, and I was you know, send them away, send them away, mom. <laughs> <So. laughs> I'm in the right. I'm in the milk cup semi final. <laughs> in the intertoto cup, <laughs> don't want to go out. What are you talking about? Well, so yeah, you say that, 
but you kept it for a couple of years to the point where you were interested in the attention. I know that for a yeah. Point. So it did, yeah, it did two years later, or even one year later, it worked to my advantage. I, I warmed to the idea of female attention. <laughs> we've, uh, we've run a couple of polls, haven't we, this week? Yeah, so there's, this is what I was going to ask about Twitter. What, mm-hmm. So um, what we got here? So you, uh, we did, you did, oh, about what our favourite childhood street game was. Yeah. Um. And I think everybody was confused by the fourth option that he did. <laughs> they were. And everybody they were. went, I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, so you give people the options of blocker, which uh-huh. is where you go, I'll catch you by a one, two, three, or something like that. It's like, it's like a, a, a slightly more grown-up version than hide-and-seek, I guess. Yeah. With more players and stuff like that. I can't remember really what it was. <laughs> It, that's basically what it was. Yeah, Somebody go back would, to a base. You found someone. And, and you had to say one, two, three or whatever, I'm home. Yeah. And if you said one, two, that three, without them catching you, then, yeah. And we we used to play that game in uh, in White Leagues, and it used to be, you know, 20, 25 people playing it. Yeah. It used to last for days. I mean, we'd have to pause the game. <laughs> Come no, back to it. If, if you found somebody, then they... they you didn't. That wasn't the end of it for them. They had to get yeah, back to the they base. They had to get back home. Yeah. And uh, if they beat you there and said one, two, three, home, they, they were fine. That's right. But if you beat yeah. them there, they were out. That's it, isn't it? That's it. That's exactly okay. what it was. Kirby. Uh-huh. So you spelled it wrong, I think. But we'll no, I haven't. Right. I haven't spelled That's that. That's not wrong. how you spell Kirb. Like, is it? A it Kirby? is. It is. If you're thinking of the game Kirby, that's what the case. But why? Well, of course, it's is it the same. game Kirby? Well, do, no, no, th- th- there's a Nintendo <laughs> game called Kirby. I'm not thinking of the little bird that's with K-I. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking it of is, the, the spelling of the item, a Kirby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so, K- so man, K-E-R-B. K-E-R-B. it's not K, it's not K, it's K-E-R-B? I check these things. Kirby. Well, you checked the wrong thing. check these things, Mr. Clifford. Did you check? That there was a word spelled C U R B because there is. It's just not no. the thing that you're talking about. I checked if the way that you spelled curb was C U R B and it is. So there, right, move on. So normally normally you go after me pronunciations of well, things. Put it down black and white this week, haven't you? And you <laughs> are the worst speller I've ever seen in my life. So how <laughs> it's like literally my job to spell things right. <laughs> uh, um, no, I did I did check. I did check. So knocky door neighbour, I think there's like knocky nine doors or whatever, basically yeah. knock on people's doors and run away. Yeah. Not much more of like a nuisance that than a game. <laughs> it's, it's a strange it's like one. Social behaviour. <laughs> it is. It's a very strange game. But there you go. And but nobody went the for final, the last one. Well, the Devastated. final one, pudding windows. Uh-huh. I thought yeah. you were like, you had, it was like you had to pre- try to be a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were potentially going to grow into a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people were confused, weren't they? I yeah. mean, do you know what it is? I kind of got what you meant. Basically throwing like... Well, that's little... what it was called. I remember going out and people saying, oh, we're going to go and bud windows today. Again, I don't think it's a game, is it? It's like just bad behaviour. Well, it, but it is a game. So what you what that is, is is the buds of flowers 
roses generally were the best. You'd get them and you'd pick them off and you'd throw them at windows and then you'd run away. Yeah. But it's a, it's a kind way of, of like hitting a window because so you wouldn't want to throw something. Of egg <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to throw a rock or a stone at a window, would you? Anybody, any, you know, like we said last week, somebody said Twix when I specifically didn't want to answer Twix. Did anybody uh-huh. throw up any different uh, games? There was a couple of other ones in there, which uh, the, the thing about this question, it's a very regional question, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So like, you know, th- there'll be certain games that people play in different places and stuff like that. I think a, a couple of people added ones, yeah, rounders and stuff like that. Which oh, rounders isn't about. a fucking street game, is it? You play anything in the street, though, can you? That's just, just anything. Yeah, no, but rounders, you need. It's not. There's not enough space in a street, is it, to play rounders? Still, still, that's still, yeah. Remember um, Caroline Jones, who went to your school? Yes, uh huh. She was in my primary school, and mm-hmm. we were playing rounders in PE. And she was next up to bat. And the uh, person who was batting, when they went to take that shot, like pulled the bat back and hit her straight uh-huh. in the mouth. And her right. entire tooth and all of the uh, nerves fell out of her mouth. It was the most horrendous thing I'd ever oh. seen up at that point. Like her mouth was obviously absolutely pouring with blood. And yeah, it was yeah. like, I don't know, like you're inside her tooth or whatever. So like uh-huh. a big tooth just came out. <laughs> all of the like everything attached to it like just came out of my mouth that's that's I'm, hideous yeah i don't think i've played around this since then horrible poor caroline i know What's i know that? um no so Shocking. yeah um mm-hmm. but yeah i don't think rounders is too good but anyway the winner was kirby wasn't it like uh, kirby yeah that, people probably yeah. thought you meant something else but uh, no they didn't they knew exactly what i, was, I meant because i spelled it correctly <laughs> So you you ran another poll as well, didn't you? You looked, did, you were a foodie. I you? wanted to get back to uh, when we were talking about this kid stuff. Because uh-huh. that, that Kirby, uh-huh. when you were playing Kirby in people's uh, streets, obviously uh-huh. what the aim of the game was to throw a ball off the curb on the other side of the street so it would bounce back at you. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. And then you had to catch it, didn't you? Yes. Uh-huh. But if... You did it really well, and the ball bounced over your head, and you didn't catch mm-hmm. it, and it went into a garden. Potential yeah. for problems, which what happened to us once, because we right. used to knock about in. Uh, we, I don't know why we knocking about in uh, our mate Reedy Street because I got uh-huh. a knife to my neck once. Uh, I got <laughs> punched off fucking Alice Cooper at the top of it once, and there was all kinds of like it was just the middle point of where everybody lived. So, yeah. um, further down the street. Kirk Wilson, who used to be in your school as well, lived. Mm-hmm. We never we used to play normally right outside Reedy's house. Uh, but we were playing further down outside Kirk's house this day, and the ball went mm-hmm. in his next door neighbor's garden. Right. Uh, it was like a fella. Um, I don't know, basically a dad came out. Um, and I think we had Super Soaker. You when Super Soakers first came out, so a big water mm-hmm. pistol, basically. A new well, yeah. a pump action water pistol. Um, <laughs> and I think it was Reedy's younger sister or something. So um the ball went into this fella's garden and he came out and he like wasn't happy, but he was like kind of jo- laughing and joking and stuff. And in the end uh-huh. he kind of he got Reedy like in a kind of bear hug, but facing out. And uh right. He was saying to his sister, you spray him, like squirt him with a gun, squirt him with a gun, which he uh-huh. did. 
they really like wriggled free and got the super sucker off his sister and squirted the guy. Right. And the guy took it off him mm-hmm. and started beating him with it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like just like attacking him with this like beat like beating him over the head and on the back. So really was like cowering. And he was just uh-huh. smacking smacking it off his back like uh yeah. Well, that's, but that's, was, that's mental. Well, I think it? we called the police. Obviously we like kind of got away and ran away and I think we might have called the police. Or went obviously went up to his parents' house. They would have called the police, uh-huh. I'm sure, because it was like a genuine attack. It, Assault, it went, yeah. it went from like playful, mm-hmm. and him going, "Oh, squirt him, squirt him," to then really getting him going, "Ha ha, there you go." And yeah. he, this guy flipped out. It was crazy. The fella obviously had a terrible fear of water, and he should have <laughs> gone went nowhere near the uh, gun. Uh-huh. I, I think <laughs> that's terrible. I don't really hasn't taught like, us that. I think it was when Kirby goes wrong. I think yeah. it was something strange because I don't know what happened next. I, I genuinely can't remember what happened next. If the police came out, I'm sure they would have spoken to him and given him a warning or a caution or whatever and got away. But uh-huh. it turned out, I think, that he played lawn bulls. So sometimes we would go up to the wreck where the lawn bulls uh, things were. Uh-huh. Because yeah. those pitches were great to play football on because they were obviously really neat. <laughs> um, but, but we would get, obviously, like, chased Chist. every time we uh. went there. But this guy played lone balls. For some reason, we were, like, staking him out as if we needed some intel on him or something. We kept, like, going and, like, hiding in the bushes and watching him. Um, but <laughs> He's turned into the goonies. I don't, yeah, but there's no gold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's quite a harrowing story, but that's what Kirby reminded us of. Uh, uh, that, incident. that incident really he's never talked about that he, he must be scarred, scarred. yeah physically yeah. and emotionally scarred yeah he's got a buck with super soaker sort of uh, sign on his back yeah still to this day <laughs> but I bet he never I bet he's never bought super soakers or water pistols for his kids <laughs> no he's terrified of them <laughs> he lives it every single time he sees them anyway so, I did do another poll and mm-hmm. my other poll was what is the worst food from these foods? Kidney beans, baby sweet corn, cold quiche, and semolina. And I really didn't want to put semolina in because I knew that would win because no one likes that shit. Whatever the fuck it is, no one likes it. I used to like it at school. I didn't uh, mind that at school. It was like gruel, wasn't it? Like it just uh, I used to get a dollop of uh, of like um, jam, of in jam in them and just mix it up yeah. and turn it pink. I used to like uh-huh. the rice pudding with the jam in. Yeah, and you used to do the same with that. Well, I've, I've heard, like, my primary school, there's two things that I remember out of it. Nobody knew the difference between gold and silver. So everything <laughs> shiny was gold. Like, <laughs> Get out of the crystal maze, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or, don't think they're brilliant at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah. But ultimately, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, genuinely, everything was always like anything shiny. People would say it was gold. I'd be like, no, it's not <laughs> silver. That one's gold and that one's silver. You idiots. Um, and the, one of the other things I remember is the dinner ladies didn't know the difference between semolina or rice pudding or didn't care. Uh-huh. So I'd be, I hate in semolina. I'd be like, oh, they'd be like, you want rice pudding? And I'd be like, are you sure it's rice pudding? Because like last week, <laughs> semolina, I'd be like, yeah, it's rice pudding. I'd get it. There'd be fucking semolina, and then because they were like Nazis, I've used that too lightly there. But <laughs> um, but you weren't allowed to like 
put it in the slot bucket. You had to finish it. Like they would come really finish the it. forced it to eat it. Sometimes they, they would. They yeah. don't like it. Not all the time, but sometimes they would. Um, uh-huh. I used to hate it because I was on free dinners. I wasn't bothered that I was on free dinners, but so I used that. to be really envious of the kids who had packed lunches. And every now and then, I'd mm-hmm. try and sneak one and make me yeah. own packed lunch out of like stuff and sneak it out of the house. Um, uh-huh. But obviously, it would be rubbish because. I was <laughs> you, seven or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't make sandwiches and stuff like that. So I used to, because I think the pack lunch kids got to go in first and sit on a different table. Yeah, uh, I used to want to do that and not have the school dinners because some of it was minging, wasn't it? The school yeah. dinners were absolutely awful, especially if the force you know, you'd eat it. Yeah, well, that's shocking. Do you know that slot bucket? Did people at your school say, oh, that's getting sent to the pigs? No, but. Definitely That's somebody, what we used to say. Somebody used us. to take it. I was going to say that anybody take it. Somebody used uh-huh. to take used it from ours. But, and I used uh-huh. to think, surely you're not eating that. Or like giving it to somebody. Because <laughs> it's like everything mixed in. Mince, semolina. It's for the pigs. For the pigs. For the pigs. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know which pigs that these are. <laughs> <laughs> Go straight to the pigs. But people that used to take it. And I used to think like. I'm sure one of the teachers took it. I used to think, why is that teacher eating that? Like, it's absolutely mm-hmm. disgusting, leftovers. And the custard always used to have a big, thick skin on. I used to hate that. <laughs> what were your favorite school dinners? That's something we should do next time. What, what, favorite. Anybody who had school dinners, what their favorite things uh-huh. were? Because it would have been different regionally again, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I, I remember, I mean, it was it, treacle pudding and stuff like that would, would have been, it would have been the desserts. Um, they like would have been the, the favourite ones. Didn't like the, the worst was was corned beef. Just corned beef. Definitely corned beef. I, I remember uh, eating corned beef at school. Just and it, beef. it had like hair on it, yeah, and it, it made what us... What do you mean, like from you know, a tin? I don't know. It was just corned beef and it had hair on it. It was hairy. It was awful. It made, us, made us ill. So. Pigs? I don't, I don't know. what's happening to the pigs. Look, I know beef doesn't day, come from pigs. I don't <laughs> know what corned beef is. I've got no idea. What is corned beef? What on earth is it? <laughs> well, there's something people can tell us. Let's put that up. <laughs> what is corned beef? <laughs> yeah, what is it? Um, beef with corn in it. Honestly, I've got no idea. That's, that's I like, I like it, but I'm not bothered. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I said, what are the words from these foods? And I really didn't want to put semolina, but I couldn't think of something else that I really hate along the lines uh-huh. of kidney beans, baby sweet corn, and cold quiche. Um, yeah. So Sebelina won, but I'm, I'm expelling that. I should have just gone for three and not put a fourth one on. Um, <laughs> but we got some good, like a few good answers on Twitter. So basically, mm-hmm. next was kidney beans. Mm-hmm. But we got Ellen Byrne said, Who the fuck is talking shit about kidney beans? <laughs> <laughs> and did you reply to Ellen? Answer, did you? Me? That's who <laughs> I replied saying, give me three positive facts about those maroon monsters. And could she? No, she couldn't. No, so, no, definitely not. I don't like the texture of beans. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really like baked beans, but I'll, you know, I'll, if they're there, I'll have them. But yeah. kidney beans, I'm, oh, not, no, I hate uh, them. I'm not a big fan. Baby no, sweet corn, awful. just let that shit grow up and get old. It's better when it's bigger. I don't understand why people need <laughs> It's better to- when it's on the cob. It is. Don't spoil it when it's that little pointy thing. It's yeah. pointless. It's not as nice. Uh-huh. So, you know what's worse? When when people mix the uh, the baby sweet corn with peas, mix it in. What's yeah. all that about? <laughs> does it need to be the I do that. <laughs> does, <laughs> it doesn't give you a choice, does it? You've got to have it. 
Yeah, I don't like that. And cold quiche. Mm-hmm. It's just wobble, horrible wobbly texture, isn't it, when you put it in your mouth? You don't like that. Yeah, I don't mind cold quiche, I don't think. I think, I, I think that was the what? only one that I didn't mind. If I give it a go again now, I think I would like it, but I've got bad memories of that, that wobbly texture. Uh-huh. It's like me with a corned beef, see? Yeah. It's God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Oh, one guy, Ian Stansfield, got a very earnest answer for Ian. Good on you, mm-hmm. Ian. Let's see what his bio is. Lifelong Star Trek, Marvel, Star Wars fan. No fake Trek. Oh, we mustn't like Star Trek. No. Star Wars fan. Fake no Trek. F- I think that Star might Wars be the- fan, no fake Trek. I don't know what that I means. I think that might be the newer Star Treks because people don't like them. Okay. Um, Disney Star Wars. He's got Star Wars in there a couple of times. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ian said, seems like a lovely fella. I'm not taking the piss out of him. I like all four of those, so I can't vote for any, especially semolina, because it was my favourite pudding as a kid. Well, good on you, Ian. Somebody had like them. But did, didn't need a reply. Just don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thanks for doing it anyway. Because <laughs> that vampire guy hasn't replied from last He time, hasn't, has he? And we rumbled ah, him. Ah, well, <laughs> Or maybe the time difference was taking its time for him to listen. <laughs> it's a possibility it's definitely possible I don't know what's the difference between uh, South Shields and LA nine days <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah um, and then uh, so the other thing that's got my goat this week mm-hmm. um, is again I guess it's quite nice people um, are like tagging us in like follow these guys they're good or whatever uh-huh. But then you're just in conversations with people that uh, today I've been in the midst or for the last two days. I'm mm-hmm. in the middle of a conversation about the merits of Michael Mann's uh, LA takedown versus heat. Like, which isn't is, it the same film? Well, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just a remake. You can see the, the evolution. I'm like, well, yeah, because one was a TV movie and one he yeah. made when he had fucking, when he could get Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in it. Like, <laughs> the same story, just one's. Yeah. Better. It's like it's like uh, Manhunter and uh, Red Dragon. They're the same film, aren't they? Yeah, but like Manhunter is better than Red Dragon. Isn't it? Do you think? Yeah, like, I think those Hannibal Lecter films get increasingly silly, don't they? When really, Otto's yeah, eating maybe. his own brains. <laughs> yeah, I hate that bit. <laughs> don't talk about that. Oh, me, me and the bit. Well, on Friday in our house, it's a uh, it's boys' night. Okay, um, so what happens to uh, the ladies? Well, just excluded. Um, so <laughs> we'll, I've been watching um, Robert De Niro films. Okay, with you've moved lately. on from Al Pacino. Yeah, well, you've I didn't watch them well then. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all Brooklyn Line 9, all these references. Everything's in there, and he, he wants to watch everything okay. that they talk about in okay. Brooklyn Nine. So we watched uh, Goodfellas and Casino, and according to Lennon, Casino is a better fellow. Lennon and me, there's a reason we get on. I agree with him. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think they're both great. I think it's hard to split them like ah, that. Uh, Goodfellas, obviously one of the greats. Like a, a genre-defining kind of film, isn't it, when it came out? I remember uh-huh. the remember my mum and dad getting out of the video shop and the, like, the amount of swearing. I, re- I remember the thing was, there's yeah. too much swearing in this. It's like, bad. Uh-huh. obviously I didn't get to watch it then. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe if I was old enough to watch Goodfellas when it first came out or watched it earlier, whatever, I would agree with that. But I, I think yeah. Casino is a technically better film. 
I like uh -huh. uh, the setting. I think it looks slicker. Um, uh -huh. And I think there's some better performances in it. But And it came out when we were kids. Exactly. Like, it was, so yeah. Obviously, I'm not knocking Goodfellas, but I do. Uh -huh. Casino is my preferred one out of those two. Uh -huh. So it's Raging Bull this Friday. Oh, that's a hard watch, isn't it? Aye, well, but you know, he's 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 a clever lad and stuff like that. I but uh, I've also got uh, Taxi Driver. I'm not sure about Taxi Driver. Um, maybe that's a bit. You're not sure of it. That... I'm not sure it's suitable for Lennon at this point in time. I don't think. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm saying. I I think it's a great film. Put me the uh... parents on. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> or Cliff. We could put the film that we're going to talk about. Oh, we could do, but you've obviously watched it this week already, so yeah, it's boring. <laughs> it's, it's a brilliant film, so but I yeah. wouldn't mind watching it again. So you asked me to watch Silver Linen's Playbook this week, which um, I, did. I watched this about six years ago, not long before I moved here. I remember watching it and loving it, absolutely loving it. Um, I think David O. Russell's a really good filmmaker. Yes, uh, But he probably doesn't get a lot of credit because he kind of moves around genre to genre like he's not he's not a kind of auteur like Paul Thomas Anderson style where uh -huh. you kind of it might be different genres but you know it's one of his films and everybody fucking raves about them even though yeah. they're long and tedious yeah. um, yes. <laughs> I agree um, and he's not um, you know like a Wes Anderson where they're all basically the same film but with different uh -huh. characters um, but I think he's excellent at ensemble cast films, whatever kind of whatever the film is he's tackling and the subject matter is he's tackling. I uh -huh. I think his films are excellent, but I, yeah. he's he's not really regarded in the same echelons as some of those like Coen Brothers and all of that kind of stuff. He should it? be though, I think. I mean, his films deal with with uh, a lot of the recent ones anyway. Deal with people with real problems don't mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. real issues and stuff like that yeah and that that's what interests me about this film i guess is because it's it's a romantic comedy and romantic comedies aren't my thing at all like i, I cannot stand them uh, I, I mean normally i mean you want to watch a film with your wife or your partner or whatever that you, you'll both enjoy and nine times out of ten if you're sitting down watching a, a romantic comedy your wife will enjoy it and you'll think, well, that's a pile of shit. Because generally it's, it's, a, it's a bloke, a high-flying executive or something like that. It yeah. makes blokes feel like shit, really, doesn't I it? I think they're normally, you know what I mean? like, they're normally just variations of the same theme, aren't they? But the, yeah. the same is probably true for more films aimed at men as well. It's, like, it's probably the same kind of thing that they'll be like, well, it's just a guy who does this or whatever. But romantic yeah, comedy... I'm not sure about that. I'm not... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure about that because, I mean, the wife will, will enjoy, you know, a lot of the films that I'll enjoy as well to see from some both points of view. But I think romantic comedies are definitely sided towards the female sort of side, I would, uh, I would well, say. Well, yeah, they are. Who's in them? Like the the attractive eye candy yeah. man or whatever, or two men, the roguish one and the, and the good one. Um, yeah. And it's always some sort of girl who's like below the man or whatever, and she yeah. sort of wins his heart. It's just fucking I, I think, nonsense. I, I think. think there's some great ones, especially in the 80s. Go I on think, then. Tell us a great one. Well, I think Splash. like... Splash. Splash is brilliant. <laughs> it is. It is. 
it is brilliant, but it's not particularly relatable, is it? No, no. Uh, it's, it's it's like that's what I mean. It's either it's either something like supernaturals going on in these things. No, I mean, well, some, pretty woman's a romantic comedy. That's good. And who's the main guy in that? Some no, I'm, not that you're I'm not saying you're wrong. Bolo. About, I'm not saying you're wrong about the people who are in it, but I'm saying there there are some really good examples of them. But when you get towards the mid '90s and early 2000s, there's just loads uh-huh. of them. All with Kate Hudson, like Matthew McConaughey, was in loads of them for a spell. Uh-huh. James Mar- James Marsden contractually obliged to be in every romantic comedy ever made. <laughs> um, Catherine Heigl, like she yeah. she went through a spell. I mean, she she was like box office, like fucking like repelled uh, viewers at one point. Like she was in so many uh, like romantic comedies that bombed just because she was in or was in them uh which was the one that she's in with seth rogan and all of that kind of stuff where yeah where like that after that uh, she i was know what you loads. mean yeah. and that you know that's a romantic comedy but obviously told mm-hmm. from a bloke's point of view um yeah but they're not re- the, the problem that i have with them is that they're not relatable okay. at all to me anyway but this one is completely different yeah. completely different you can you can relate all the characters in here you know, you relate. Uh, it's based on Robert a book, isn't it? It is. Yes, it's it's based on uh, a book by Matthew Quick. I think the book's a little bit different to the the film, which you generally find them. We've talked about before, haven't we? That the books and, and stuff yeah. like that differ from the film. Um, but it's just a relatable film that both me and the wife can watch and both get, and it's for both of us. It's not just yeah. for one side. It's it's for everybody, I, and that's I think what I like excellent. about it. I think it's amazing. I think it's absolutely class. So it's, I mean, it's got, it's got big stars in it. Oh, the big stars now. Bradley Cooper's in it. Mm-hmm. Who plays uh, Pat Solitano. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who plays Tiffany. Robert De Niro's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie Weaver's one of the parents as well. And like you've mm-hmm. said, it's by David O. Russell as well. Uh-huh. So You've forgotten about uh, Chris Tucker there. Like, <laughs> well, I was going to mention him later on. There's a couple of other sort of, you know, very recognisable actors. Yep, who, absolutely, who pop is, up, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like an ensemble sort of piece, isn't it? Um, but this this story, it's it's about a guy called Pat who's uh, he moves in with his parents after he's recently been in a mental hospital, and he's obsessed after he gets out with winning his wife back. Yeah. So that's the idea of the film. But he, during this time, he meets a, a girl called Tiffany, who sort of has problems of her own, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's that's the premise of the thing. But uh, like I said, I, I just I, I relate to this film. I just think it's amazing. I love everything about it. It's class. Yeah. So I think there's great performances in it. Um, Bradley Cooper. I'm I'm on the fence with Bradley Cooper and a lot of things. Sometimes I think he's excellent. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's in things that I've just got no interest in seeing, I guess. Um, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. This is probably Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence, like just before they were both like huge, huge stars. Yeah. Like, both stars, mm-hmm. obviously, at this point, but not massive. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, I think, is absolutely unbelievable in this. Like she's it's such a great performance. And yeah. the thing with those two characters is they've both got mental health problems. They're both bipolar. Um, mm-hmm. Our sure signs of being bipolar. And they're not dealing with the real life choices or what's happened to them in real life very well. Mm-hmm. But when they meet each other, they kind of start 
they have rocky patches when they first meet each other, which a lot of people do when you meet people, especially after if you like Bradley Cooper's wife's left him because he's mental and he beat up a guy that she was having an affair with. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence's husband died, and then she seems to have had a bit of a uh, a rocky patch after that. Um, uh-huh. So I think like you know when you get together with somebody where maybe you're a little bit older and you've both had stuff going on already, then mm-hmm. it is a little bit tricky at first, isn't it? Because you've got to navigate through a little bit of where that past has let, led that person to now, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In some cases, there'll still be like people in the picture and stuff like that. So even though mm-hmm. this is kind of, they've both, it's heightened because they've both got like having manic episodes and stuff like that. The mm-hmm. at the base of it, it's something that, like you say, is very relatable. Whether yeah. you uh-huh. ever had mental health problems or not, um, mm-hmm. and then you start to see certainly Pat's family, not so much of Tiffany's family, um, mm-hmm. but Pat's mom and dad is Robert De Niro, who mm-hmm. I genuinely think this is one of his best performances of the last fifteen twenty years. Like he's had lots of bad well, ones yeah. in that period, but <laughs> I think it's, it definitely is, isn't it? I mean, some of the He's been a, a few stinkers recently, hasn't he? But this one is amazing. He's absolutely yeah. fantastic in this film. He's he's class. I think he's really nuanced as well. Very nuanced because he's obviously a caring dad that's also sick of his son because he's fucked up and he's brought problems to the door. Um, I don't. I, I never got that there that he's sick of them. I mean, Robert well, he De gives him a hard time. He gives. He, he almost. He, he sort of reverts him into a child again. I think yeah. both of his parents do go. They're the treatment yeah. A little bit of a child because they're they're worried about him. Yeah. Um. And Robert De Niro in this film, his character has has OCD, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a bookie and he's uh, he's obsessed with doing things in a certain way yeah. and he's looking for more controls. OCD. Yeah. I've got to be in a certain place, and I think he he, he sees his son as sort of a part of that, but a way to connect with his son as well, doesn't he? Because mm-hmm. he wants him to watch the the American football games that they that he's betting on and stuff yeah. like that. He thinks he's good luck if his son sits there and, and yeah. watches. And he, but he's got uh, to wear the, the top and all of that kind of stuff, which is problematic yeah. for Bradley Cooper because he only wants to wear workout gear <laughs> and a bin bag so he can sweat <laughs> more when he's doing running because yeah. he's obsessed with that. He's got to get into shape to win his wife back and stuff. I mean, the other thing that I can relate to is he's, he's addictive personalities. Yeah. He's addicted to try and win his wife back, isn't he? Yeah. He reads all of, because she's a, a teacher, an English teacher, and he reads all of the books that she's teaching in a yeah. class. Yeah, and he's talking about it being like he's following the syllabus and he's behind on his reading and stuff like that because yeah. the syllabus has gone past. And like, uh-huh. like, obviously everybody thinks, just forget about it, she's never going to take you back. You know, like beat her, she was cheating on mm-hmm. you and you almost beat her lover to death in front of her. Uh-huh. So it's probably your chance is gone. <laughs> And also what we should say is his mom, Jackie Weaver, has checked him out of the uh, institution he's in, uh even though he's probably not ready to come out. And also she hadn't told the dad that she was doing this. So she's treating him like a child that she can just bring home and look after. Jackie Uh Weaver, I think, is fantastic. Um, Yep. She's, uh, like, the first time I saw her was probably in Animal Kingdom, which I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, I haven't actually, but I've read about it. Oh man, like that's an unbelievable film. So Australian, uh-huh. um, she mm-hmm. plays basically the hardest nails matriarch of this criminal family. Uh-huh. Um, she's scary, like proper intimidating in it. 
-hmm. so this is totally like about face because she's like a loving kind of worried mom mm -hmm. in this in that one she's a She's, she's like the glue, isn't she? That's holding them all together in the house, really. Uh, the mom. Yeah, yeah, she? yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, again, I think she's great in it. I think, like, going back to De Niro, I just think his performance is so nuanced and it goes on a bit of a journey um, uh -huh. along with Pat's journey, not necessarily uh -huh. going through the same emotions, but, you know, he's worried about his son's behavior and stuff all the while he's uh -huh. acting really peculiar behavior herself. <sighs> obsessively yeah. and then his son's acting yeah. obsessively so there's all that kind of father-son relationship and sometimes that can be tricky and uh -huh. you know you've got a bond and you know you can get on with them but sometimes mm -hmm. the things you do you rub each other up the wrong way for whatever reason but yeah. at the end of the day you've got that thing that'll always bring you back and that you'll you know you'll, that, you'll get I, on I, I found the, his relationship with his dad really heartwarming I always thought mm -hmm. that he's I mean his dad does obviously have of issues of his own, but I, I always throughout the film I always get that he just wants to spend time with his son and yeah, he, he just wants well, yeah. the best for his son and and that's that's, that's a fantastic part that I got from the film, mm -hmm. another heartwarming sort of part from it. Um, so I like I like that part about you it. know I, I agree. I think when he first comes back, he's like angry because he doesn't know he's coming back. I think he's uh, mystified, isn't he? He's yeah. Like, <laughs> are you all right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Should you be here? Yeah, should you thing. be here? And he's like worried. And then obviously he still is displaying like worrying behavior. So uh -huh. his dad's like, he's probably more acting out of concern, but uh -huh. like a lot of dads, not necessarily uh -huh. projecting that in the right way, let's say. Well, uh, the, the only he way that he, he does get the only there. Way that, he does get there, but the only way that he, he feels that he can connect with them is through the sport. Of yeah. American football, isn't it? And that's that's what he keeps trying to do. He's trying to get him to sort of sit there and, and watch the games with him because that's how he knows how to connect with people. Mm -hmm. So he does it in that way. But like you've just said, Bradley Cooper's uh, character, he, he's totally fixated on other things. Yeah, he's fixated on sort of winning his wife back. Um, what some of the things, obviously, that Bradley Cooper does. Is he, he he goes he's bipolar so sometimes he's up and down, and when he's he's down, I like the the bit where he throws the book out the window when he wakes his parents up and he's complaining about the book there. The, is it Ernest Ernest Hemingway yeah. book? It's uh, it's class, absolutely brilliant. But the other my favourite scene in the, the whole film is uh, another bit where he wakes up his parents. Yeah, and he's he's trying to find his wedding video. Yeah. That's absolutely unbelievable. It's got like Led Zeppelin playing in the background yeah. and stuff. And yeah, the uh, soundtrack to this is excellent as well. Like, it is. absolutely excellent. I'm not a massive Led Zeppelin fan, but that song was perfect not. for that. No, not really. Uh -huh. But uh, then you've got the White Stripes later on. You've got Bob Dylan. Yeah. It's just it's uh -huh. an excellent soundtrack with songs mm -hmm. that uh, like really match kind of the scene yeah. that's going on. Because it's, it's like a, a straight. It's strange song. It's like quiet at, at points that Led yeah. Zeppelin song, and then it goes mental and yeah, loud, doesn't so it? And, and it reflects his behaviour, doesn't it? Yeah. What he's doing in that particular scene, um, and he looks scary. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he does. You, you're, he's not, like, you're not sure about Bradley Cooper, you no, said, but I, I, no. Ah, really? In this film, I think he's. I think he's. I think, I think he's excellent in this. I think he's excellent in lots of other things I've seen him in. He's just in. There's uh -huh. also a big chunk of films that he's in that I'm not really interested in seeing. Um, I think he's one of those leading men that gets like kind of pigeonholed or people take a bit of a dislike to him because he's 
fucking handsome because he's good looking. Mm-hmm. It happened to Matthew McConaughey as well. Like you're in, you're in loads of uh, like romantic comedies year after year after year. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden you're in something that people go, shit, actually he's a really fucking good actor, this guy. And yeah. in this Bradley Cooper is like, you know, he's, he's kind of unkempt a bit. He's just got a buzz cut. He's unshaven. He's wearing sportswear most of the time. He's not like, mm-hmm. it's about as unattractive as Bradley Cooper can probably look. And he does look a bit menacing. And because he's got bipolar and he's got mood swings and he's a big guy and he's working out and he's very aggressive in parts of it, you're not mm-hmm. sure, like, is he going to attack his parents or like when they're in bed, or is he going to freak out with Jennifer Lawrence's character and stuff like that? And everybody's yeah. on tender hooks around him a lot of the time, not knowing uh-huh. the best way to deal with him, which is obviously a big part. And he's also he's also got no filter when he speaks to yeah. Jennifer Lawrence at all, because uh, her husband's died, as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. and he keeps referring to that, doesn't he? Well, yeah. he's dead. <laughs> and I think she's <laughs> your dead husband. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I genuinely think this character and her performance is amazing. And at one point, she says, "Like Jesus fucking Christ, do we have to talk uh-huh. with dead, about my dead husband every time I see him?" <laughs> and he's like, I mean, oh, she "Sorry, is- I thought like he's dead. I thought I just thought I should, you know." <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely class, Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, she was, she was only twenty-two in this film. She won an Oscar for the for this. Yeah, film she's the Oscar she? winner in this, and I think very richly deserved. Um, oh yeah, definitely. So he meets her and then basically they, um, he needs help to try and, well, he thinks he needs help to win his wife back, which obviously isn't really what he needs help to do. But uh-huh. in order, uh, and she needs help to be, get out of some toxic relationships and stuff like that, or what have been perceived as toxic relationships that she may or may not uh-huh. have actually been in. Um, well, when her husband died, what she, what she, she did was she sort of, she went off and, she, she's had sex with everybody in the office, didn't she? That's what she says. That's what she says, yeah. Including all the, the women as well in the office. So she had sex with everybody. And when the, the company that she worked for found out about this, the set, um, she was then put on, on medication and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like the combination of that and obviously her husband's death and stuff. Yeah, and obviously, you know, that I guess shows an addictive personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they've both got problems, these characters. Um, I mean, but obviously. it's a good meeting of minds, but at first, like, she's great because she's got no filter. She's really straight talking. Mm-hmm. He's really straight talking, but he's just like, he says the wrong thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And he starts taking offense at her, telling him that he needs to sort his shit out. And he's like, well, why should I listen to you? You're fucking crazy. And, yeah. what, and as if I would be seen with a slut like you and stuff like that. And there's, yeah. a, there's a great bit where they leave the diner and she kicks off. And again, soundtrack's great. And yeah. There's a big stir. And outside he gets into some trouble because he's trying to remonstrate with her, perhaps going a bit too far. Uh-huh. Um, and she's kind of egging him on because she's yeah. that personality. She's in the, she wants them to... She wants to get mm-hmm. a reaction out of people. That's kind of her thing. And that's yeah. Out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, the, that's the other good thing as, it, as the film goes along. They almost kind of neutralize their own problems. Yeah, don't like, they? Even though they both have problems, the, the kind of, you know. Yeah, so this is the thing. It. She wants to learn how to do a dance to be in this competition. She wants uh-huh. him to help him do that. And Bradley Cooper wants her to get a letter to his ex-wife. Yeah. And what what uh, what Tiffany says is that well I'll give, I'll I'll bring the letter to her, but what you need to do for me, you need to do something mm-hmm. for me, and the thing that you need to do for me is enter this dance competition. Yeah. 
which is a mad uh, payoff, really. Like, because <laughs> yeah. he could give the letter to his mates who also know his wife. <laughs> yeah, but they won't, or will they? Because no, none of the people want. want him to get yeah. into trouble. But yeah. she is the only outlet, really. She's the only yeah. person who's crazy enough to to get make him the into trouble, really. She doesn't yeah. want to make the connection. She doesn't really want him to get back in touch with his wife because whether she's, she's slowly falling in love with him, isn't she? Yeah, but even at first, I think she thinks oh, this is a really bad idea. Like, yeah. She's got a restraining order for a start, so he would be in yeah. trouble and he'd break his bail, get back thrown mm-hmm. inside again. Um, yeah, so basically, this, the rest of the film is like, it's quite, I guess it's quite a heavily labored metaphor, is this, the, them dancing around each other um, yeah. while they get to know each other. And dancing around. Well, it's 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 through through the dancing that the the sort of they make the connection with each other and, and yeah, they make the physical connection and fall for each other through that. But what I'm saying is the yeah. the the overall theme of the story is how people dance around each other, how families dance around each other, and you know, and those relationships mm-hmm. move and go up and down and ebb and flow through different parts of your life and through different mood swings and things that go wrong with you so those uh-huh. two are circling each other's orbit and they're slowly getting closer together but at the same time they're also getting closer in terms of the dance and all of that kind of stuff uh-huh. um so that's the kind of that dance progressing is the glue that that kind of ties the overall theme of the uh uh-huh. story together and it's great mm-hmm. and also it's funny the dancing because he's not very <laughs> good and also do, you're not sure whether she's any good. Um, she obviously knows what she wants to do, but it's like it doesn't. It's it's clearly going to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a passion for us, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's it, again. It's something that she's concentrating on to take her mind off her own problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and as it reaches that, uh, its peak, uh, yeah, go it on. reaches its peak, and they go. To, they're getting closer together, which obviously frightens them both a bit more because he's mm-hmm. like, well, actually, it's my wife I want. So he's trying to, he can't reconcile what's happening with her. And he's too blinded by his like, obsession with getting his wife back that he doesn't really see what's going on in front of mm-hmm. his eyes. Or he doesn't want to believe it. Um, and she's obviously kind of just using this dance as a reason to get closer to him. And she's obviously not going to give the wife the letter and stuff like that but they uh-huh. start the family start getting involved and it reaches a point where they go to this uh they go to the dance competition and there's a huge wager on the table there is there is and basically they've got to get a certain score in the dance competition uh-huh. for the dad robert mm-hmm. de niro's character not to lose basically everything he owns because he's put what, what happens is is obviously robert de niro's character as a booty and he sort of lays a bet on uh, the Philadelphia Eagles game, which mm-hmm. they all support. Um, and what happens is Bradley Walsh's character goes to the game. He, he gets involved. <laughs> Bradley Walsh, did I say Bradley Walsh? Oh, fucking hell. You know, he's in my brain as uh, Bradley Walsh. I don't know why. Bradley Cooper's uh, character goes to the game with his brother, who meets sort of fleetingly. And yeah. Brother, he's the golden boy. Puts he, him, yeah, he puts him down. He's positioned as the golden like boy, that. isn't he? And at this particular game, his therapist uh, is there as well, who's called Cliff. Well, yeah. We haven't uh, spoke about Cliff yet, have we? Cliff Patel. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what happens is the, the, the character fights, basically, at, at the game. And uh, Bradley Cooper's uh, character goes back to the house 
and his dad sort of realizing that he's he's getting in a fight mm-hmm. says to him well you, you've, you've let us down you know you weren't at the game with your brother and that's why we've lost because he's into all the superstitious kind yeah. of stuff and what happens is tiffany turns up and explains to robert de niro's character that the only time the eagles have actually won is when bradley cooper has been yeah. dancing with me because he's blaming her he, he said she's got evil yeah. juju <laughs> Quite like juju, the, yeah. the use of juju all the way through. Quite like <laughs> <laughs> so, so she sort of and Robert De Niro's character sort of catches on to this because he believes in all that stuff. He believes in superstition, and he, he's like I say, he's got OCD and things yes. like that. So she so convinces I, him actually it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her yeah, fault that he got in that fight. If, any, if anything, she's the reason why. Yeah, he's actually been winning these bets. Yeah. So Robert De Niro uh, makes another bet with the, the guy who's lost all the money to. Who's brilliant. Um, yeah, he is, because he's in lots of things, him, isn't he? Yeah, but he's, he's uh, he, he makes a, a parlay bet, which means he has to win two bets. So yes. he, he bets on an American football game, and he also bets that they can get an average score of five in this dancing competition. Yeah. So then we move into the dancing competition and stuff like that. And his, his wife is there, which devastates. Uh, yeah, so Tiffany. his mates who hook him up with Tiffany mm-hmm. because they basically say you're both mental, so you'll get on. Um, they decide to bring his wife along. This is one bit that I'm not, I don't like. Um, right. Because they've basically set him up with Tiffany. And then yeah. they know that he's been getting close to her. They know uh-huh. that he's been dancing with her. Yeah. And it's not said in the film, but it, at some point, obviously, they thought, oh, we didn't expect her to get this far. She's no good for him or he's no good for her. Uh-huh. So they turn up to the dance competition with his wife. And mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence is like, what the fuck are you doing? And they say, yeah. and she's panicking at this point because obviously she's going through her own like internal OCD. His wife being there is not what she expected, even yeah. though. That's kind of what, that's the carrot she's been dangling with Pat all the way through to get him to do it. Um, uh-huh. So she starts panicking and goes to her, their friend saying, well, what the fuck have you brought her for? Julia Stiles is the, the wife as well, isn't she? So she's another like uh-huh. name that pops up. Uh, the, yeah. wife, the friend, rather. Um, she's and the sister? Like, yeah, the sister. So she, yeah. she says like, well, you know, it might be a chance for them to get back together she, to see how how like well he's doing um uh-huh. you you need to like just step aside and let's see if that works out because you, you see i think that's all come from the sister though hasn't it because there's a part in the film where uh, pat's friend yeah is saying that he's having his own problems and his relationship with the sister and stuff like that he, he kind of yeah. goes in the garage and listens to metallica and yeah. stuff like that and so I, th- I think that is is all being brought on by the sister or if you look at it from another way, Pat might have said, invite her. Because by this time, Pat has realized that the letter that he was given back mm-hmm. by Tiffany was written actually by Tiffany, a reply to the letter that he sent. He already knows all of this stuff, doesn't he? So yeah. he might have said, just invite her anyway, because I'm going to ex- I'm gonna blow her off. Well, yeah. Do you know maybe, what I mean? Maybe. Because he doesn't seem fazed by it, but all the family uh-huh. are obviously worried. Um, and Tiffany's obviously worried because she thinks that he's he's still in love with his wife. Yeah. Whereas she actually, at this stage, at this stage, he's not. Nope. He's in love with her, so it, it wouldn't make any difference whether she's there or not. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's so like it's that thing where um, it's almost like, like an act of love. Like he's he's breaking the connection with his uh, his wife, um, and he, he's sort of declaring his love to Tiffany, but she walks out sort of before he can actually do that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, mm. but the funny bit is like apart from that little drama. The funny bit is when they walk in and obviously you've mm-hmm. got his dad who needs them to get, they only need to get an average score of five out of 10 and he's yeah. winning his bet. Um, uh-huh. So they walk in, the dad, the mom, the, the mates, the brother, like, and at this point they're all rooting for him because Pat's basically turned it around at this point, hasn't he? He's like acting more yeah. normal. He's, he's doing really well. He's kind of, he's, if they were kind of concerned about his behavior before that's kind of gone away and he's kind of proved to them that mm-hmm. he can function. Um, yeah. But also the man, Randy, who's the other guy who's, he's got the bet with the old fella who I absolutely uh-huh. love. Uh, like you say, he's in loads of stuff. He's in heat actually. Uh, we're talking mm-hmm. about that. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's also an American hustle, which is what David O'Russell did after this, which I think is one of the most underrated films of like, yeah. Of- uh, I mean, from game, I've seen it once. I've seen it once, but uh, from watching this, I'm definitely going to watch it again. I can't I, honestly, remember too much I think about it's it. It's great. Bradley Cooper's in that again. Uh, so Not Jennifer Bradley Lawrence. Walsh. Bradley Cooper, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, Amy Adams, Christian Bale's brilliant in it as like a fat, bald, and uh, yeah, like kind of loser. Um, mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner's in it. It's like again, just a great ensemble cast. cast. Uh, yeah. The brother Shea Wiggum, he's in it. Like great but anyway this old guy he walks in and he sees all the other dancers and Robert yeah. Nero's like it's like dancing with the stars in here because they're obviously <laughs> all professionals and Randy yeah. just starts fucking pissing himself laughing like ah, <laughs> oh, just... you might as well give us the money now but <laughs> rubbing his hands together um, uh, and then basically they go through watching the other dancers are going on Bradley mm-hmm. Walsh is looking for Jennifer Lawrence at this point and Jennifer Lawrence is at the bar getting hammered because she thinks well I've it's fucked. Yeah. Well, her yeah, wife's here. The bad juju's back, and it's not her <laughs> fault this time. Um, mm. In the end, they do the dance, and I love the dance. It's the dance brilliant. Is great. It's absolutely brilliant, and they're not very good, but they are very uh-huh. good. And yeah, it's, it's like absolutely... it's uplifting. It's it's yeah, a, it's great. A, a really also, uplifting moment. I really love the Christmas scene and the run up to it as well, which is more like a montage. Um, it's just yeah. gonna have yourself a merry little Christmas playing, and it's basically uh-huh. like the family's getting together and having Christmas before this uh, event, the dance yeah. event, and it's the only bit where there's not any dialogue really. They're just it's just a montage bit with the music playing. It's really uh-huh. heartwarming. I love Christmas yeah. anyway, and I love Christmas films, and I'd forgotten uh-huh. that this little segment was in it. And it yeah. just it just a huge rush of like good feeling like rushed through us when it was on. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It's great. I absolutely loved it. And when they're doing the dance, it's the same. Mm-hmm. It brings a smile to your face. You know it does. that they're not going to win this competition. But you're uh-huh. also thinking, actually, they could do this because yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, good. It, it is quite it's good. Different. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that's a difficult thing to get right. I think that you know, there's this sort of a mix between it being actually good and it being slightly bad. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. by them showing out the, the professional dancers and stuff like that, the start that that helps. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that that does it is is like they do a jump at the end. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. And 
like the Dirty like Dancing drugs, any, basically. Yeah, like the Dirty Dancing show. But it, she lands like in his face almost as if she's, <laughs> he's giving her like oral sex or something. <laughs> yeah. And she's and like grabbing funny. his head. She, the only way she can keep <laughs> yeah. on is it by like grabbing <laughs> his head and like pulling her uh, into her. And she's uh-huh. got like one leg over his shoulder, one leg's down. Like, yeah, it's, it's great. Just, it's, a, it's a funny... It makes you laugh. Yeah, it makes you a, laugh, that it's dance. It's a funny, uncomfortable like bit at the end. Yeah. Like it's not this... Because either you think he's going to drop her Oh, he's going to do it. That would be the two normal ways to play out that scene. Yeah. But instead, what it, what it means, what it means is that when they, they actually do the scores, you're not sure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But what it means he, in terms of the relationship, I think, is like because it just ends up they do it, but it's not quite right, and it's a bit awkward, and it's just a great like metaphor for how sometimes you have to muddle through like difficult patches yeah. of relationships, and mm-hmm. actually, it turned out all right. Because mm-hmm. they got a score of five, the dad won the money. They're uh-huh. leaping all over, and nobody can understand why they're over the moon <laughs> yeah. with a score of five. Why they're happy with a five, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then Bradley Cooper goes over to see his wife. He kind of, him and Jennifer Lawrence are cuddling, and he kind of pushes her away and goes to see yeah. his wife. He knows mm-hmm. at that point he's going to say to her, "I'm sorry, get over your life." But yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, because all he's done for the previous months is talk about yeah. how obsessed he is with Cena, is like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. After all of that, he's gone back to his uh-huh. life and she kind of storms out. Obviously, yeah. he follows her. Obviously, they work it out and it ends with a yeah. kiss. The dad, there's and some there's, nice There's the letter, isn't there? There's, uh, there's the letter that he's, he's wrote. Uh, yeah. He says he's, he wrote it a week ago. Professing his love to, yeah. to Tiffany's character, Which is why but you were just knew. you were just going to say there about the, there's a lovely bit just before with the with Robert De Niro where yeah. he says sometimes these moments you know you've got to you've got to grasp the the moment and stuff yeah. like that and and it's a lovely bit yeah another bit great. where it, it just shows that his dad's like you know massively cares for him and it's just a lovely thing. Well, it's just like it's that thing with like. You don't have to have mental health issues. You have to be bipolar to not be able to express your feelings properly. And blokes are always like kind of saddled with that kind of stereotype. Mm -hmm. But it is true in a way. And it's definitely true of what this generation, like fathers and sons of this generation and even our, our parents' generation, you know, they're not like us. We tell everybody, we, we tell each other we love each other all the time. We tell our kids yeah. we love them all the time. And any mm-hmm. chance for that kind of connection and love and cuddles and support yeah. and you're doing great. Like, that's just how a lot of people, I'm sure there's still people who don't do that. But, you know, like, mm-hmm. I know you, you're like that. I'm like that. Like, yeah. that, that isn't the case for the generation above ours and most of the time. And this yeah, is yeah, a you're great right, yeah. example of that. <laughs> have you got us a quiz this week? I do. I do have a quiz, actually. Let's do the I quiz. do. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I've stole your quiz, which is comments from YouTube on okay. various things. But this time, uh, it's going to be films. So okay. It's going to be a little bit easier for you, I think. We both hopefully, yeah, anyway. where my microphone, where my headphones have been shocking, isn't it? Oh, it's going to happen all at some point, Cliff. It's going to happen to me quicker than you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> So all you've got to do really is, is guess the film from okay. the quote, from the YouTube quote. It's better be easy this, mate. It's easier than the ones that you fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the first one, I want this film played at my funeral. Okay. That's from Tracy Yates. Tracy Yates. Uh, yeah. 
Is there any clues about like what, when the film's from or anything like that? I will give you a clue. You've seen the film. <laughs> Fuck Is that hell. good enough? Clue? <laughs> um, it's a film that we've done on the podcast. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. We haven't done that many films. Um, okay, I can't remember which ones we've done. Um, it's not going to be Mulholland Drive, surely. Um, marvelous. It's the Greasy Strangler. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Drizzy Yates. <laughs> what, what a sickle. <laughs> yeah, what a sickle. Drizzy Yates, get your life together. <laughs> uh, this is the reason why me and my 21-year-old brother still share a room. He has nightmares from that girl. That's from a very naive-sounded <laughs> woman called Partizan <laughs> Belgrad. Oh, the football team. <laughs> No, that's Belgrade. Oh, no E on the end of this. <laughs> no. Um, so this lady thinks that the reason why <laughs> a brother, a 21-year-old brother keeps sneaking into her room or is in fact living in a room <laughs> is because of this fellow. Do you think I that's wonder how old this lady is. <laughs> I've got no idea. Because she's, she's either... She's, I'm assuming she's older. It's bad. <laughs> Yeah, this, well, so well, she's hope, scared of this. Well, woman. I don't know. I mean, incest. I mean, gosh, scared of this is there woman, an age is that limit? What she says, uh-huh. well, say I'm, that again. It's just, she says she's scared of a woman, or oh, he's scared of a woman. He's scared of the woman, so he's using this Fulham as an excuse why he still lives in the room. That he, is it the Stephen King adaptation, Misery. It's it's The Exorcist. Oh, that was, I was going to say that, and then I thought. Maybe you've thrown a steam. No, you I was going to say Exorcist, because I was. Also, <laughs> also partisan Belgrad. That is a child, not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. Uh, next one. I am maybe going to watch this. Is there a lot of nudity and sex in this one as well? As well. <laughs> as, as well as all the other films he's watched. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a bit of a clue in that. The um, clue is it's a sequel. Is it Basic Instinct 2 with Star and Yes, well, well it done. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. David Morrissey well and Stan Collymore. <laughs> uh-huh. What a mix. What a mix. Doesn't last long Stan Collymore on that film, does he? Because it's good. Is he a drugged footballer? So he's, he's like, yeah. he's sticking to type. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. The fact he cannot remember things in short term will make him incapable. Remember, he could not remember things. So it's a mistake he told people he could not remember. <laughs> I fucking forgot what this beginning of that sentence was. Remember, I wrote that. <laughs> fucking hell. That's Memento. from there. Uh, Tong Lao. Tong Lao. Yes, it is memento. Well Fucking done. Hell. <laughs> it's a good description of the film, isn't it? You would forget that he couldn't forget, that he couldn't remember things. Ah, right, so it would God, be a shit film, God wouldn't knows. it? God knows. God <laughs> be a knows. shit film. <laughs> uh, next one. This film is hugely entertaining. I had to get a Kleenex at the end. <laughs> However, each scene seemed to follow the exact same formula. What do you think that is? Who wrote that? 
Uh, I don't know. I didn't write the name. Oh, down. fucking hell. Apologies. Any clues to this one? He's None. Poses. <laughs> no clues whatsoever. Each scene, it's very entertaining. Each scene follows the same formula. Is yes. it Debbie Does Dallas? You're very close. It's Lesbian Nurses 3. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a lot of nudity in that one as well? <laughs> There's a lot of nudity in that one. There definitely is. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's on YouTube, is it? Nah, I got that from some kind of porn review site. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I, yeah, that I was didn't. I lied about that one a little bit. So there you go. But you, right. you were close, though. You did I was very close. well. I got quiz. two anyway. That's great, isn't it? Well, you said Debbie does Dallas, so I'm going to give you the last one as well. <laughs> yes, I can go <laughs> to bed victorious tonight. You certainly can. <laughs> Why don't you slap on lesbian nurses three? Well, then... I'm just about to put a plate mince pie in the oven with some mashed plate gravy. Plate mince, <laughs> um, <laughs> a full size, a family size, um, uh-huh. and yeah, I mean maybe that'll be the ideal bedtime viewing for me and the wife. I think. Oh. I think it would. I think it would. Or the vampire? Did you say there were lesbian vampire nurses? If you want. <laughs> Lovely talking to you. Nice film to watch. I feel like we've had a big uh, positive one this week after yes. uh, horror that was, or the <laughs> very grim, <laughs> greasy strangler conversation. Yes. This is good. Yeah. So yeah, everybody out there, take care. Love one another. Give us some yeah. love on social media. Follow us. Uh, Dance with us. Tell us uh, whether you want any of the options in our next poll or not. Um, and yeah, follow us on Twitter at F Circus Pod, Facebook. You can look for us just the name of the podcast. Um, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to us on there. But please do subscribe, like it, give us a rating, all of that kind of shit. Give us a review on that because nobody's <laughs> bothering. Do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and we'll be back next week and have a good week until then, everyone. And you, Brett. Yeah, bye, 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 bye. 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 Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.